This is the MyHeart.net podcast. This show is produced by Dr. Philip Johnson in conjunction with VitalEngine.com. Please welcome your host, Dr. Alain Bouchard of Cardiology Specialist of Birmingham, Alabama at St. Vincent's Medical Center, part of Ascension. Welcome to MyHeart.net series on primary prevention. Today, we'll be discussing targeting diabetes to protect your heart, a comprehensive treatment plan. And this is our excerpt with Dr. Martha Gulati, Director of Preventive Cardiology at Cedars-Sinai. Well, the, we have one you know, to talk about at the end, and it's with the diabetes uh, and patients that have diabetes or A1C greater than, than 6.5. And the reason why it's so important is that um, it's so prevalent. I mean, we have 12% of the U.S. population that have diabetes, 90 to 95% with type 2 diabetes. That's, that's almost 28 million individuals. In addition, we have a third of the population that have pre-diabetes. I mean, now you're reaching numbers of 76 you know, million people. And it's so heavily influenced by dietary pattern as well as your activity and, and your body weight, you can have such an impact in patients that have, you know, diabetes in primary prevention. Yeah, the, you know, the diabetes is becoming a, a real issue actually all over the world now and just a lot to do with both what we're eating and the weight that we're keeping on. And so, you know, it is a big issue. And I think this is where, you know, everything is, as you probably have the listeners have heard is that, you know, diet is a big part of what we need to tackle to reduce cardiovascular disease. And so it goes without saying everyone with diabetes or pre-diabetes or at risk for diabetes should have a discussion about diet. And I wish we had more medical schools teaching doctors about diet, because I think this is where one of our big lacking, we say eat well, but we don't tell our patients how to eat well. Eat more plants is a simple rule though, that I would tell you, even if you like meat, I'm not telling you you all have to go without meat, but try to eat more plants is a simple way of improving your diet. So that can be, because so much of our American diet is processed food, fried food, high fat food, a lot of meat. And a lot of patients of mine don't think that they can actually have a meal without meat. And so one of the big things we try to do is teach them how to create really lovely, wonderful and filling meals that don't involve meat, just so they have that in their repertoire of things that they realize that they can enjoy. And activity, of course, is part of another part of what everyone should be doing, but even more so somebody with diabetes or pre-diabetes. And then with diabetes, we already touched on this, that a lot of the other risk factors are present. So we have to treat those as well. But we also have medications for people with diabetes that are really important as well. Um, but, but just if I could just focus a little bit on lifestyle changes, just so that people know why do we recommend them? It's not just to make your blood sugar better, although that's part of it. We, we had this uh, very big study all over North America. It was taking place when I was a medical student and it's still ongoing, the Diabetes Prevention Program. And it took people that were at risk for diabetes and they randomized them to lifestyle changes, 
or the other arm was lifestyle changes plus something called metformin, which is a medication. And then another uh, arm was just placebo. They didn't get any of these things. And they found that the two groups that got lifestyle changes or lifestyle changes plus metformin, they had a significant reduction in the occurrence of diabetes. These were people at risk for diabetes. And they, they were, had a much lower risk, almost by 58% lower risk of developing diabetes compared to the placebo arm. And that's pretty powerful if you think about our society. So many of us are at risk for diabetes. It, it isn't always just about the weight. There's, there's things we're eating for different cultures where it doesn't even look like they're fat, but where they're, they carry fat tissue in their body in a different way. And so... You know, that's why we talk about waist circumference too, that, that sort of tells us that you carry fat, like you're more apple shape versus pear shape is a simple way of talking about it. So many people are like that. And that's where we want to, you know, just the power of lifestyle was what the diabetes prevention program showed, which is why if you're a diabetic, di dietary um, referrals is actually covered based on this study showing just the powerful effect of it. And so I, I think that we can't underestimate that in addition to the amazing therapies we have now. Metformin is one of the therapies we do use for people who are diabetic and it is a good medication and it actually can reduce uh, um, the occurrence, as I said, of diabetes. Um, but uh, reduce the blood sugar, particularly, something we call the hemoglobin A1C that we follow. And currently it's still within our lot first lines of therapy in the US. Although I will tell you, I think the European guidelines is, is not, depending on if they already have risk for heart disease or already have heart failure, they're actually moving away and moving right away to that option of starting an SGLT2 inhibitor, which is a pretty powerful drug as well. Um, that we have now in our arsenal. So the SGLT2 inhibitors, probably people see a lot of commercials for these. Um, they, they end with the word flozen on the end of the name. Um, but what they've shown is in people who already have, for example, well, the way they were studied initially, I should start with that, that if you had diabetes and you were given these drugs, not only did they lower your blood sugar, but, or the hemoglobin A1C, but they saw that there was a reduction in weight, a reduction in blood pressure, a reduction though in heart failure hospitalizations and a reduction in cardiovascular deaths, which we had never seen within any of these drugs we had for diabetics. So powerful that this study, this drug got studied in our heart failure patients. And we saw that they were less likely to have, go on and have cardiac events as well. And it turned out it didn't even matter if they were diabetic or non-diabetic. And in those heart failure studies, we were less likely, those patients who were on this medication were less likely to even develop diabetes compared to the group that was in the placebo arm. So these, and then we've shown in the last year, I mean, these drugs have reduced progression of, of kidney disease. So, we're really becoming, I will say in the cardiology community, we are, we should be becoming more pro SGLT2 inhibitors or, uh, you know, the flozen drugs, whatever you want to call them, 
those drugs are really a game changer now. And I think maybe in time they'll change to be first line therapy because they actually have strong outcome data um, in a way that some of the other medications we are using don't have. But, you know, I think it, it, it really, you know, we, We'll see with time. I don't want to say things that aren't aren't yet guideline directed, but I think you know cardiology is working closely with our endocrinology folks, closely now with our nephrology folks, because we all have this drug in common, and we should start using it um, because I think it's going to be a game changer. But at the same point, I don't, I, and I want people who have diabetes to ask their doctors should they be on this drug. Um, but I also want people with heart disease to ask, should they be on this drug specifically? And, but I also don't want you to ignore the lifestyle part of the equation because what we eat really does matter. We're learning that more than ever. You can't outrun a bad, bad diet. You being physically active is part of it, but really what we're eating in the US is really killing us. And actually it's not even the US, it's all over the world. We're seeing this in developing countries that in the past didn't have these issues because they didn't have fast food and the same kind of sort of refined diet that we have. Now they're sharing, you know, the whole world's going global. So they have McDonald's like we have McDonald's or they have fast food on every corner like we have fast food on every corner. And it's changing the weight of, of the entire world and it's changing the diabetes epidemic. So we have a lot to do in this space and diabetes, I, I just, people with diabetes should not feel alone. So many people are joining you on that table, but the great part is, is that we have new medications and maybe we can change this trajectory. Uh, that's a very good point. I mean, I, you know, as the guideline, I do mention metformin as first line, but, you know, very quickly moving into SGLT2 inhibitors and uh, GL, and also the glucagon, uh, you know, receptor agonist. They, obviously there's a problem that these medications are so expensive, um, but, you know, I mean, I, hopefully with more and more competition, uh, you know, they, they will come down in price and become more, you know, affordable for, for our patients. This concludes our series on primary prevention with Dr. Martha Gulati. Our next series, we'll be discussing healthy lifestyles. Make sure that you don't miss that. To learn more from our team of cardiologists, please visit us at myheart.net. You can also follow us on social media by searching myheart.net on Facebook and Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss our next episode.